0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of scientific discussion. This is our first episode since the name changed from the science and maths discussion to scientific discussion. In this episode we'll be discussing common science myths and misconceptions, things people usually get wrong because they get told them at a young age or don't really think about them. Let's get into it.
1: Okay, so my first one's—it's not really much of a mis- misconception, but it's just kind of well, it's never really taught in in depth in the GCSE course in physics, but kind of in detail what the definitions of current, voltage, and charge are. So essentially, you know that current is the flow of charge around this, uh, a circuit, with charge being a source of force between objects acts which acts at a large distances, like gravity with there being two types, positive and negative. So you take charge in in a circuit to be just electrons flowing through the wire, passing, uh, like powering the components. And so current is the number of charges w- which we take as electrons, passing through an arbitrary boundary per unit time, thus uh, Q equals IT. And if if current is moving against the flow of electrons, uh, you ascribe a positive sign to the value, since a positive charge would move counter to negative, since that's just how they're, they're opposites. And in terms of voltage, for a charged particle, for example, such an electron, it's the change in potential energy. As So as an electron travels through the elements of a circuit, it gives out some of its potential energy, and as such, it decreases. Uh, just as a ball rolling down a hill loses potential energy and thus can be expressed as voltage equals chain, change in energy over over charge yeah yeah that's essentially
0: it. oh cool yeah no that's that, that that's good that makes sense um my my first one is why the sky is blue i feel like a lot of young kids get taught like very young kids get taught that the sky is blue because of reflection of the sea um, I, I got taught that and it's <laughs> surprising It's surprising how long you can go without questioning this like without really thinking about this because most of these misconceptions and myths is small th- things you get taught when you're young or you don't really get taught and you never really question your dumb understanding of them so um, the, the sky isn't blue because it's a reflection of the sea the real reason why the sky is blue is due to the Tyndall effect which is also referred to as Rayleigh scattering um, the Tyndall effect describes how in fluids in which uh, our atmosphere as an example, blue light is scattered more strongly than other wavelengths of light, like red or yellow light. Precisely, the effect describes that when light passes through a clear fluid, holding small, p- small particles in suspension, the shorter blue wavelengths are scattered more strongly than the longer wavelengths. Uh, the Tyndall effect was discovered in 1859 by John Tyndall. Uh, it can be very easily demonstrated using a glass, or preferably a tank of liquid uh, water, with a small amount of soap mixed in. If white light is shone through this tank, uh, the beam of light seen from the side is blue, whereas uh, if the beam of light is seen from the end of the tank, it will appear red, as all the blue parts of the light have been scattered away. Uh, this effect is generally described as Rayleigh scattering, as Lord Rayleigh just studied it later, finding a mathematical framework for it. Um, I'd never heard of Tyndall scattering before this. Uh, the same effect is present in our at- atmosphere. Rather than small particles of soap, the oxygen and nitrogen in our atmosphere are responsible for scattering the blue light stronger than other wavelengths of light. It used to be think that it used to be thought that dust was the, were the small particles that um, scattered blue light, but actually Einstein helped prove it was actually oxygen and nitrogen. Uh, the reason blue is scattered the strongest is due to its low wavelengths over other colors so why isn't the sky violet considering the violet light has a shorter wavelength than blue light well this is simply because our sun does not produce enough violet light because it doesn't produce all wavelengths of light equally so it produces far more blue light than violet light so this uh, effect explains helps explain why sunsets are yellow and red because um, sunsets the, the light coming from the sun um, it will be at a very low angle over the horizon so the um, light has passed through a lot of atmosphere by the time it gets to your eyes. So a lot of the, most of the blue light has been scat- already scattered off. So the only light that reaches your eyes are the red and yellow light, similar to the experiment with the tank of water. Um, this is why also the sun in the afternoon looks yellow, whereas in fact, it's basically white. That's about it, uh, off to you.
1: Yeah, so uh, I actually never, never really questioned why the, why the sky was kind of blue. Yeah, kind. it's one of those
0: things they really should teach uh, at yeah. like an elementary physics level. It's actually quite complicated. Um, it's, uh, it's useful to simulate in a lot of game designs. You have to... The way the sky looks is very useful, and you have to actually... It looks unnatural if it's anything else but this sort of blue with fading towards white and orange at the horizons.
1: Yeah. yeah so so first, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a small one, which is... Neither tin foil nor tin cans use tin anymore. They, they're both made typically made of aluminium now It's just a bit of false advertising you know but oh, that's cool uh and slightly bigger one so essentially you uh on you've seen it probably seen it in any number of sci-fi films but on atmospheric re-entry there's often a red kind of glow that appears around the uh, craft or maybe it's a meteor uh and it's often thought that this heating is called by friction, in this case, friction of the craft with the molecules in the air. But this is actually not the case, uh, and it's instead caused by a phenomenon called adiabatic gas compression, which I'll okay. he- hence go into detail. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, this involves work being done on the air from the uh, force of the descent, which increases the pressure of the air, and increases the internal energy of those air air particles, and therefore the temperature rises. So in the case of a craft re-entering the atmosphere, work is done due to the resultant force of gravity and thrust descending, and this compresses air on part of the craft pointing prograde, as in, in in the direction of their trajectory. And this then heats up, that, uh, that part due to uh, high pressure, which gen- generates ho- hot plasma and thus grows red hot, glows red hot. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'll move on to mine, which is about the human brain. And before I get right into it, I'll give a very quick uh, introduction. Um, the question is often asked, uh, how come humans have achieved so much over other species? I mean, we have farming, complex languages, complex societies, economies, as well as engineering and science can't be down to our physical strength and attributes compared to what other species that exist, um, or at least we know have existed on Earth. We're pretty weak, we're pretty slow, we're pretty small but not so small that it's advantageous. So the, the common thought is that it has to be to do with our intelligence and mental attributes rather than our physical ones that have led us to achieve so much. Um, this is the least the idea that most people have, that our brains therefore must be the best, must be the biggest, must be the fastest, the most complex out of any other species we know. Um, we tend to believe that human brains are massive and this is the cause of our success as a species. This is quite a misconception. Um, although there are some pretty cool facts out there, like that our brains are seven times larger than what we would expect on an organism of our size, our brains aren't really actually that special. For example, some, some birds have higher brain size to body size ratios than us. Also elephants have the largest brains of any land animals, which roughly the same number of neutrons. Neurons, sorry, (laughs) um, as humans, Uh, yet you don't see elephants going to the moon or achieving anything that we have. So it isn't that our brains are the biggest out of any, or at least biggest compared to our body mass um, that have led us to our success. Um, I believe that humans are as advanced as they are because of our development of language, um, which has allowed us to form civilizations and societies, which then has allowed the perfect environment for us to do cool things like go to the moon. Um, And this is backed up by analysis of our brains compared to those of other primates. We see that humans have far more expanded cerebral cortexes which deal with thought and language. So the misconception is we think our brains are huge and massive compared to everything else, whereas actually it's our understanding of complex thought and language compared to everything else that has led us to, you know, be kind of cool. Back on to you, all.
1: So this is probably one of the most prevalent misconceptions, I'd say. Uh, So... The fa- in bullfights, it's often presented that the bulls, when they see the red cape of the uh, the matador, that they uh, just charge immediately straight at it. But in fact, bulls aren't uh, enraged by the colour red. So w- when, yeah, this is because they're actually dichromats, which is a word for basically how many colours they see, which is essentially that they have two types of colour receptors. It, green and blue color receptors compared to us being trichromats we have three color receptors being red green and blue and therefore uh bulls can only only see a mix of those two green and blue color receptors and thus red doesn't fall in into that kind of spectrum and uh yeah so they're just completely colorblind to the the red colour and uh so yeah it's actually the erratic movement of the uh, the cape that kind of enrages them and also the just the uh, general uh setting of the bu- bullfight yeah so
0: oh, sure yeah uh do you have any more in-depth examples we we'll just move to quick ones?
1: yeah I've, uh, just
0: gone to quick quick file i'll start us off with one that's really not that exciting um It's quite attractive to think of the idea that whenever you send a text message, your phone emits some radio waves which go to a satellite somewhere, which are then relayed to another person's phone. This is mainly due to films and TV where we see some animations of satellites receiving lots of signals and things. This doesn't happen. I mean, it's only used in military satellite phones where encrypting the messages is absolutely key. Uh, Our telephone signals just go to land-based cellular towers, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, but you don't think about it. And honestly, most people have the idea goes to a satellite, which is doesn't make sense. Um, that was about it. After you all.
1: <laughs> so, we all know the uh the common proverb is that, or not the proverb, but the kind of uh, saying of somebody being as blind as a bat. But bats actually aren't blind, though they do use echolocation to find prey. So all are ca- actually capable of sight with mega bat and fruit bat varieties not being able to echolocate, and thus having excellent night vision.
0: Cool. Alright, I'll I'll move on. Uh, Diamonds are compressed coal. Close, but not true. Uh, Coal is found uh, found at depths of up to two miles into the crust, whereas diamonds are carbon, which has been compressed, at depths of up to 90 miles. So, diamonds are compressed carbon, not compressed coal. Uh, Diamonds are formed either in the Earth's mantle or in subduction zones, where very high pressures are achieved. Um, for scale, to understand how deep 90 miles is, the deepest hole ever made by humanity is only 7.6 miles deep. So how have we found diamonds if they're this deep? Uh, it's because diamonds are brought to the surface by deep-seated volcanic eruptions. Back to you, Will, <laughs> like a news presenter.
1: Uh, so this is quite quite an obscure one, but it's uh, basically there was a kind of a uh, a common commonly held ber- belief going around South Korea and to a lesser extent other parts of uh, East Asia in the mid two thousands that sleeping in a closed room with an electric fan running could cause death, and both hypothermia and asphyxiation were cited cited as potential causes. So this is uh, clearly clearly can't be due to the fan a fan because uh, well one one potential one. One thing believe that believers said in relation to this is that the uh, uh, breathing of the uh, person could unsettle the kind of balance of oxygen and CO two in the uh, in the room, where this there's so much like oxygen, like an unfathomably large amount in a room, that it's basically impossible to happen that way. So yeah. That's weird, how,
0: like how would something like that start anyway? But um, here, here's a, a, a weird, This a very, very, very quick one, so I'll just do two in the same one. Um, water collect conducts electricity. Uh, it doesn't. Distilled water does not conduct electricity. However, water from your tap will. This is a result of the ions present in the water which conduct the electricity. Um, we tend to think of, you know, water as kind electricity, which kind of makes sense because in every everyday application, we'd like to think the water conducts electricity, it's a good safety measure, but actually that isn't true. Only uh, distilled water does not. Um, I'll move on to a second one, because that was very quick. Dark matter and dark energy are not the same thing. They only share the dark in their name because we can't see them. Invisible matter and invisible energy would be better names, despite being a lot less catchy. Um, Dark matter we know interacts with gravity, but not with light. Dark energy we think is causing the rate of expansion of the galaxy to increase. Um, I think, I thought these dark matter and dark energy were the same thing due to, you know, E equals mc squared, energy and mass being sort of the same thing, and I thought energy and dark um, matter and dark energy were the same way of looking at the same problem of this dark thing, but actually very different, just similar names. Um, you got any more, Will?
1: Oh, well, this is, this is my last one, and it's kind of, it's fairly common yeah, I've only, knowledge. I've only got but... one more as well. But uh, it's just that a common cold isn't actually caused by the temperature. It's just caused by microbes. Yes.
0: That's (laughs) That's, that's good. Honestly, I don't think I knew that like two years ago, and that was a bit of a revelation. Um, I have one more, which I haven't looked into that much, so uh, don't ask any questions on it. Research (laughs) telescopes don't magnify the sky like the personal ones you have. They don't just look at one area and zoom in a ton to see things ordinary telescopes can't. Um, they detect different wavelengths of light in the electromagnetic spectrum um, at incredibly high resolutions, so you can see more detail rather than just zooming in almost infinitely to see something. They just take big pictures with lots of detail rather than zooming in, which is kind of cool. Um, so is that that's kind of it? Yeah. That... Okay. G- goodbye, and remember, astrology isn't true. <laughs> that's a <amazing>. myth. <laughs>